Is it a mess? Or is it a message? When everything around you seems to be falling apart, it can seem like the world is a hot mess. But what if there's a message in the madness that we might have been overlooking? I'm Mindy Odlin. Welcome to the What If It All Goes Right podcast. This week, I'm sharing an excerpt from a talk that I led at Unity of Red Rocks in Morrison, Colorado. Join me as we decipher an ancient spiritual message that holds the key to living more fully, more consciously, more joyfully. By the way, if you know a busy, busy person and they think they don't have time to tune into this one, make sure you share this episode and invite them in. You can help us create more messages like this simply by liking and commenting and reviewing and sharing this with people you care about. Thanks so much. I hope you enjoy this flashback. What if it inspires you to slow down and savor the moment? Imagine this, picture this, Sunday morning, and I am trying to get to church on time. I planned out my morning so that I could leave on time, get there on time, all these things. And here it is, Sunday morning. I wake up, I've taken the dog out, I've done breakfast, I've cleaned up breakfast, I've you know, taken care of Jenna, I've fed her breakfast and, and tidied up a little bit and done a lot, load of laundry. And, and then I have my routine where it's like, okay, pick out the wardrobe. I come last, right? So it's like, okay, now I'm gonna do my wardrobe, now I'm gonna do makeup, now I'm gonna do hair. And then boom, out the door, and then boom, we're gonna get there right on time. That was the plan on Sunday morning. Just to sort of outframe, we live in a very small house, like a tiny house, but not like the ones on wheels that you see on TV. We live in a very small little cabin, two bedrooms, one bath, and I love our little cabin because when you live in a tiny little house, um, it requires a high degree of order. So we don't have a lot of stuff, which is awesome because I don't have stuff to take care of, we don't have stuff. And when stuff comes out, the challenge with a small house is that it gets chaotic very quickly. You know, anything comes out, it's like, oh, that place is a mess. But the nice thing is, 10 minutes later, I clean it up, and now it's all better, because we don't have a lot of stuff. So we have this little tiny house, and I have my little routine, and I'm trying to get ready to leave on time, and I'm you know, getting the wardrobe together, and then I, I do the makeup, and I'm on the home stretch. You know, I'm running a little bit behind, but I'm on the home stretch. All I got to do is go dry my hair, you know, do the hair thing, and then boom, out the door, and we're going to be there. So I get to the bathroom, our tiny little bathroom that we all share, and our tiny little counter, which is about this size, it's actually a little bit smaller than this, and thinking I'm going to do, you know, the dry the hair and the curling irons, all the things I got to plug in, and as I walk in the bathroom, there's all this random stuff that someone left on the counter. <laughs> Empty toilet paper roll. I'm like, okay, we can throw that away. And then I'm like, my loofah is out. I'm like, what is this doing on the counter? This is so weird. There's a, there's a bottle of hand soap knocked over, dripping like it is right now all over the sink. There's shampoo and conditioner. I'm like, what is this doing out on the sink? It's the weirdest thing. My razor blade is out. There's all this stuff, and I'm like, ah. I gotta go, so I like push it all aside, I pull out the hair dryer, I pull out the curling iron, you know, I get ready, I, I, I'm like, okay, Jenna, it's time, load up, get in the car, girl, it's time to go, we gotta go, 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 go. And I look at her and she says, Mommy, did you see my message? And I said, your what? You know, my message. I, L, O, V, Here's the best one. You. It was right there, Mom. I put it right there for you on the bathroom counter, and I went, oh. I missed it. I not only missed it, I destroyed it. 
I threw it away. I, I pushed it aside. Like, man, I missed it. And it had me think, how many times do I get so busy and so focused and so task-oriented that I miss the love that's right in front of me? How often do we miss those moments, those ordinary, beautiful moments that are probably around us all the time, but we just get busy, don't we? We get a little bit busy. So, yeah, my Jenna, she's a little walking love ball. I always have to be careful, because in my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to have a talk with Jenna about cleaning up the bathroom. And I'm like, well, Mom, guess who got the lesson this morning? <laughs> Slow it down. Charles Fillmore describes love like this. He says, God does not love anybody or anything. God is the love in everybody and everything. God is not some deity that loves us. God is the love in us that expresses. God is love, he says. Man becomes loving by permitting that which is God to find expression in word and act. If you need a role model for this, ask my daughter. She's very, very good <laughs> at expressing that pure divine love. My favorite definition of God, actually, comes from the book of John. It says, whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. God is love. And if we were to take on just that simple definition, I love it when it's simple. Like usually when it's simple, there's a lot of truth in it. So if we were to take that on as truth, God is love, and look at it kind of like an equation, like God equals love. So if it's an equation, I could also say love equals God, right? So that when love expresses, that is God expressing. So with that in mind, I like to play little mental games with myself. So one of the games that I love to play is to go through the Bible, and anytime it says God or the Father or Lord or any of that, I'm like, well, if God is love, then I should be able to substitute the word love, and it should still make sense. So then I'll open it up, and I'll just see, you know, play with some scriptures and see what comes out. So this is, what, this is me playing that game. So this is a, an example of what you get when you take a scripture, take out the word God, and insert the word love, and notice what resonates for you. This is from John chapter 12. Then Jesus cried aloud, whoever believes in me believes not in me, but in the love that sent me. And whoever sees me sees the love that sent me. And it kind of gives us a different perspective on what he's saying here. So then I thought, well, if, if Jesus is going to claim that he is one with God, then I should be able to do the same thing with Jesus. So anytime there's a Jesus reference, I should be able to do the same thing. Take out the word Jesus, put in the word love, and let's see what we get. So here is an example of what that could sound like. He says, love, of course he says I, but say love, love comes as light into the world so that everyone who believes in love should not remain in darkness. Love does not judge anyone who hears these words and does not keep them. For love comes not to judge the world, but to save the world. So take that one in. Love comes not to judge the world, but to save the world. And so Jesus, I think his greatest hope for us was that we would know that, that we would know that we were one with him, with God, with, with it, we're the same. So we could say the same thing. It is the love within us that didn't come. We didn't come here to judge the world. 
We came here to save the world, or we could say we came here to serve the world as love. And if you take that into daily living you know, and all the things going on around us, if we were just to remember, we did not come here to judge the world. We came here to save the world. We came here to serve the world with love. So in the book, Divine Audacity, love is defined as having three characteristics. It is magnetizing, it is harmonizing, and it is unifying. That these are the qualities of love. This is how love expresses. It is our love and not our judgment that is the hope of the world. So let's affirm this together. So repeat after me. It is my love, not my judgment. It is my love, not my judgment, that is the hope for the world. That is the hope for the world. Take a deep breath in so you can let that sink into yourselves. Thanks for tuning in to the What If It All Goes Right podcast. I'm Mindy Odlin. If you enjoyed this episode, I invite you to subscribe. You'll receive show updates by registering to our What If Up community at whatifup.org. Your free membership will give you access to our fabulous online community, as well as unlocking access to our five-part ramp up new member challenge. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'll see you here next time on my podcast. What if it all goes right? Right.